0: My name is Derek Weirush, I'm the President and CEO of Palladium One Mining. Palladium One is an exploration stage critical minerals company operating in Finland and in North
1: America. Well, thanks for joining us. We're at the conference um, here in Quebec City. Quite nice, isn't it? Oh, it's a wonderful venue. Good conference. Good yeah. T- good turnout? Very good con-
0: turnout. For a first time event, I'm uh, quite impressed yeah. with the level of organization, just the quality
1: of the people we're meeting. And, and in terms of the investors that you're meeting, where are they from? Are they from far and wide or is it mainly kind of quebec it's, it's
0: mainly in North America, actually. Right. We've got people from, well, I shouldn't just say that. We've got some Australians here as well. So it's uh, fairly, a fairly broad reach.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, look, um, you kind of gave us a brief run through of what you're up to. And we've been, we've been talking for a while now on, on the show about what you're up to. Obviously, we know um, Finland project, and we've got Tyco as well, and you've just picked up something else, right? Mm-hmm. But it kind of strikes me, out. I'm not quite sure what I'm meant to be looking at. What do you build? You're, you're a Palladium company, right? That's what it says in the title.
0: Well, it does say it in the title. But look, All right. the, 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 we are working in the, the area that the industry is really talking about, and that is critical minerals, reduction of greenhouse gas emissions. So yes, we have palladium in the title, but we're really having a full suite of critical minerals to deal with green transportation. And we're already in the game with regards to having the PGs in in Finland, which are used in the automotive catalytic converters for the reduction of the harmful effects of emissions. But we're also, you know, working with uh, nickel, which is an absolutely huge demand and growing. When you look at any of the, uh, the the forecasts out there, as well as copper, with our Tyco project, as you say, we've just picked up another project. This one is a uh, nickel copper in the in the Yukon. So we're really trying to build a, a company that is relevant for where uh, governments. Are talking, about, you know, in, in terms of what they need to support industry and what the industry is really looking
1: towards. Okay, so okay, that's interesting. So you've got obviously you're in Finland and you're in North America. Both of those have big kind of critical minerals pushes and the governments are talking that language I, I agree with you on that one but how do you how do you insert yourself I mean you're going to be seen as a North American player I mean what what's, that, what's happening in Finland how, how does that advance and is it meaningful? Well, our most advanced asset
0: is actually in Finland, and we're very much seen as a Finnish company at this point in time. That's where we have our existing resources. It's a large endowment over 4 million ounces at this stage and, and still growing. So we get a lot of attention from it's called ESG funds or ESG investor-focused individuals in uh, in Europe because it, it's a Scandinavian story. Um, palladium, platinum, nickel, copper, all these things we have. Cobalt are on the criticals, mineral. List in uh, in the EU, while in uh, in North America with our Taiko project, we're obviously hitting the the North American the critical minerals lists as well. So we're we're hitting both sides
1: of the pond. Okay, but is, you're a small company. You've mm-hmm. got you've got to. I guess you've got to got to be focused. You're saying you're focused on critical minerals broadly. You have got those two kind of ecosystems, both kind of desperate. Well, if I if I talk to OEMs or battery manufacturers, mm-hmm. if it, in Elon Musk yesterday with it in a Saturday Radio broadcast talking about the main concern is, is supply constraints. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I buy that fr- from you, but you're then going to work out how you insert yourself and take advantage of that, that mm-hmm. situation. So Europe is going to be very different from North America. Mm-hmm. So given Finland's most advanced project, how are those conversations going? What's your end game there?
0: Well, the market is definitely moving towards the battery electric vehicle. We just really don't know how fast it's going to go. It is going to be a transition period of time here. But right now, I think we're very relevant from a security supply as it relates to the, uh, the finished project where we have the platinum or palladium being the dominant metal. OEMs have a security of supply issue with 40% of global mine production coming from Russia, another 40% really? coming from South America or South Africa. Right. There's huge... Uh, risks associated with these jurisdictions, so we're, I think, relevant right now in terms of the current conversation and the current supply risks that the the OEMs are having to deliver vehicles to the market, and we're trying to position ourselves so that we're also going to be relevant as the, the, the expansion of the battery electric vehicle occurs on, on both continents. It's still very small. Yes, the growth rates are, are, are large and people keep talking about it, but at the end of the day, we're still talking about very low penetration rates. And you know, one of the, the other parts that I think is very important is that we are seeing the transition not directly to a pure battery electric vehicle, we're seeing a pickup in the hybrid vehicle. Well, the hybrid vehicle is still using the internal combustion engine. As a matter of fact, because of the way the engine operates, there's more low of the catalytic converters in terms of the uh, the metals. So it makes us that much more relevant and I think gives us that much more of a, uh, a runway for our most advanced project, which is is Finland. But uh, we are trying to position ourselves and be very tactically orientated in terms of acquiring additional assets as we recently did in, in the Yukon, and okay. for
1: very low cost. So you, you, Russia 40%, South Africa 40%, that's not a whole bunch. <laughs> they produced elsewhere. So again, I want to come about how do you take advantage of it? Because wh- where are you now with that project? And, and, and what are the drivers for you? I've got to show scale. I've got to go and find myself some higher grade. And know it's a kind of polymetallic, but you, you know what I mean. Um, wh- wh- what are the challenges for you over the next 12 months that you've set internally? In,
0: in Finland, we already have scale. We've got about 89 million tons of material in uh, the existing resource. And uh, we've done advanced metallurgical work. So we're really at that Point in time where you can start thinking about putting a, a project together, and we've dealt with two of the critical risk issues. One is scale. The resource only covers five of thirty-eight kilometers of contact, so you know it's pretty clear to us. There's lots of opportunity to make it even bigger, but why invest you know that much more money making it even bigger? Because you're Canadian. Canadian. That's what you guys do. It's true. <laughs> but from a risk perspective, get the metallurgy right. When you right. when you've got a resource where you're dealing with five metals, you know getting that right, being able to Extracted is really important that's why we invested so heavily over the last nine months with regards to the variability testing that we did we've demonstrated we can produce a very clean high value concentrate and as a matter of fact we can also produce both a nickel and a copper concentrate of high value and you know fairly easily to to sell but the next issue for us really is permitting you know so many projects get hung up for years and years on permitting so we had the view last year that we would have achieving scale. It was pretty clear to us. We mm-hmm. had the view that based on the historical metallurgical work that you know our MET program would come together fairly uh, well and, and it has so we're very pleased with that. But based on that we started the, the permitting discussions. So we hired one of the major consulting firms uh, in Scandinavia and does pretty much all the mining uh, permitting work in, uh, in Finland to give us the uh, the roadmap that we're going to re- require in that jurisdiction. We've laid out a very detailed plan on the steps that are needed to be taken and we've started that assessment process in terms of getting all the baseline data together. That started last September with mm-hmm. water, it continues. I think we have people in the field uh, as we speak today. It'll continue over the course of this year. And what we're really trying to do is get into the environmental impact assessment process sooner rather than later in order to de-risk the project and be able to, uh, to move it forward. So as far as Finland is concerned, scale net is there. Focus right now is on the permitting of it to. To tick that box, and we'll come back to drilling it out and doing some more infill drilling and, and expanding the project. Into okay, course.
1: so that's really interesting to me. Um, what's interesting to me is not interesting to the market, right? They're not giving mm-hmm. you value for correct. that, correct? Right? Um, so I'm trying to work out which of those things I know you've got to do all of those things, but none of those things, except the permitting, really matter to the market. Once, once you kind of got that permit in place, I suspect. The floodgates open a little bit. Well, I, I think it depends on how
0: you define the market, right? The, like we have a tremendous amount of institutional shareholder support. The retail market, I don't think cares as much about permitting, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's not going to really hit the the news flow and uh, get get the buys going right when the news right. releases come out. So you need to counterbalance that. And so. We have other projects to be able to counterbalance
1: that and keep. Um, yeah, we come, we come to that. Yeah. We come to that. But I'm, I'm trying to try I'm mm-hmm. trying to work out. Given the market's not giving you the value at the moment, I, I get the institutional coverage with you guys and meet. Okay, we can sit and debate whether retail investors understand permitting or lot. Like I, well, I, I struggle to invest without a permit because mm-hmm. I've been hurt in the past. Right, mm-hmm. but other people maybe take That risk on board, and that's fine, but um, we still got to focus in on the things which unleash the, the value to this, and, and whether that or not that is entirely you doing all of those things, or you bringing in someone else, or you mm-hmm. whether, whether we're farming in, or bringing a strategic investor, um, or just stepping back and, and, mm-hmm. and, and getting carried the rest of the way, you've done a lot of heavy lifting so far. Are you tempted to just say, Well, Let's, let's use someone else's balance sheet here. What do you think that you can capture all of that value going forward? Well, it's about capturing that value, right? Now, right. what point
0: in time does somebody decide to jump in and, and want to become that strategic partner on the project? Because ultimately, mm. this is a large project and I can envision needing a strategic partner involved. But you don't know when they're going to make the decision, right? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a risk-based yeah. uh, assessment that, that a counterparty needs to make. And that's why we're focusing in on de-risking the project, hitting the, the big issues, to allow somebody to make a recommendation to their boss, let's say, or yeah, their, yeah. As, as to uh, trying to participate in the the project. So, from our perspective, the next major uh, item to mm. unlock value is really clarity on permitting and and timeframe. Right.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, let, let's see how that. We'll stay in touch and let's see how that project kind of rolls forward. I, I, in a market where people are kind of just shrugging their shoulders and right, like, "I don't care what you do. I'm, I'm still risk off here." So. Mm-hmm everyone's in that same boat at the moment, right? Um, so let's go to Tyco, mm. the award-winning Tyco. <laughs> I keep saying that's a joke, but um, he's, he, that was already in the portfolio. It was. You yeah. kind of, Brought it back to life, as it were. You, you're getting that thing going there. So, what's happening at the moment?
0: Yeah, the take is a great story. It was actually the the asset that took the company public. It was the qualifying asset, and it was basically a second fiddle. We were focused on Finland, and it was a clear path to adding value there. Mm-hmm. But when COVID hit, the opportunity arose to raise a little bit of money and continue exploration yeah. in, in Ontario while we had to shut down. in uh, in Finland, we knew about a, a little hit on, on a electromagnetic survey from about 40 years ago at the very (laughs) tail end of a a flight line, nobody had ever followed up on it. It was fairly close to a road and we said, you know what, what, we may as well take take a look at that thing. We did some soil sampling around the area, got fantastically anomalous values in soils and, you know, followed it up with drilling, spectacular results. You know, very high grade, 10% nickel at surface. And that really gave us the encouragement to spend more money on the project because it was Mm. Second Fiddle. We weren't uh, planning on uh, deploying a lot of capital there. We did a large uh, electromagnetic survey across the entire property looking for additional conductors. We've gone back to those uh, areas, especially those where we had multi-line anomalies. Mm. Did soil sampling programs. We've done ground-based geophysics and really just trying to check all the boxes in a very disciplined approach to, to really develop advanced uh, exploration targets. It took, unfortunately, nine months to get uh, three of five drill permits. We're still waiting on, on a couple more, but we've mm-hmm. got them. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, a drill rig on site right now. We're starting to uh, test. So I think as we look forward over the next six months or so, it's really the, the excitement from the drill bit that we're going to be getting on the Tyco project where, again, we, you know, we've got nickel and copper, two very hot uh, metals thematically relevant, they're on the critical um, minerals list. And as a matter of fact, in Canada, which is very helpful, there's a new tax program for, mm. for critical minerals, and, the, yep. the, and it's not all critical minerals. There's a subset of those that are designated for enhanced um, tax credits in order to to advance those projects. So, I think we're in a very sweet spot there, and we see you know
1: the news flow coming from uh, from Taico that's going to drive the market over the next little while. It's interesting. We we, we see companies that come in here and well drop a few hot. Companies commodity names in here, mm-hmm. you've got to do that, but you've got really high-grade nickel, you've got really high-grade copper in there, so you've got a job, both of which we, we need all of the above, mm-hmm. your company and other companies are going to step up to the plate here. So, I think that that's kind of good news, so how, in terms of the confidence levels, how much of your current uh, capital are you allocating to that project, given you've kind of already got the scale in Finland, as mm-hmm. you said. You don't need to go and drill up too many more holes there. Mm-hmm. What are we going to see at Tyco from you in terms of ambition?
0: Well, we started 2022 with $5 million of flow-through funding in hand that has to be spent by the end of the year. So okay. over the course of 2022, we're spending $5 million in Ontario on right. Tyco for uh, for drilling. And, that, and we also started the year with about $10 million of non-flow-through uh, funds for mm. general working capital and for Finland, but mm. given the level of expenditure in Finland is, is much lower because we're not drilling currently, yeah. you know, that that cash is
1: going to uh, okay. last a long time. Okay. As a finance guy, mm-hmm. it must be frustrating to you, I, I, the, the current market clearly, because got, sure. if you need to go and raise, I'm not saying you do, if you do need to go and raise money as a junior, it's super expensive. It's extremely, moment, yeah. Right? You're really, railing really against doing that if you don't need to. You spend your five million bucks this year. If the market hasn't recovered, what, what, what do you what do you do? I know flow through is good, and some of the economics and so it's, it's better. Yeah. But can, do you do more of that, or do you just say, "Look, we've got to have, make a call on what's going to happen in the economy. and We hunker down, or is this actually it's better to raise slightly more expensive money now, mm-hmm. have it in hand, and actually go to advance what I think yeah. is quite a. Quite a high-grade project. I think it's going to be a game-time decision. Right now, it's too early to say, I'm going to
0: go raise money in month X. Yeah. And we don't know what the drill bit's going to show us. We're really excited in terms of what, you know, maybe we're going to have a third discovery in less than three years. Who, yeah. who, who knows? So we, we've got some time. Um, we plan on drilling throughout the balance of the year. We've still got another six months of the year to go, and, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what the market conditions are at, at the time. But obviously, it is always valuable to continue moving a project forward. If you stop anywhere in in the process, it's really hard to restart, especially if you don't have any news flow. So, you know, I would anticipate that, um, you know, if the opportunity affords itself, you know, when we get the results we're hoping for from the drill bit that we want to add a couple drills and, and keep it going.
1: Okay with the new project mm-hmm. you've got you, you're not resting on your laurels no so you're serious about this critical minerals thing this isn't just like I need to do something to get the headlines going get people interested yeah, it's
0: not the flavor of the month
1: no. right okay uh, okay so w- what have you picked up so
0: we picked up the Canolask project which is in the Yukon and it's a property that actually Falconbridge had picked up in uh, 2006 right. just before their uh, their sale to Extrada' can you, can you explain
1: and, who they are to people
0: who oh helped. well Falconbridge a major Canadian uh, mining company one of the largest nickel companies mm-hmm. in the world. World at the time. Um. You know, very credible player. So you know, we're getting a, a major company project here that, because of circumstances, has been sitting in a junior since 2008. Uh, it really hasn't been touched. So, that, so we've got a situation where we've got a an advanced project that has drill targets ready. It not only has your typical basal contact that uh, you would see, but also wall opportunities such as Sudbury. So we're looking at a, a Sudbury. Nickel camp model for this project in the Yukon. And, you know, trying to uh, take a very disciplined approach, our cash outlay for the acquisition was, was very minimal. Um, you know, $25,000 of cash, $200,000 in shares. And yes, there's a bunch of uh, deferred consideration if yeah. it goes into commercial production, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, we see lots of opportunity on this because we've already got a de risk situation. We'll be doing some geophysics. And uh, following which we would hope to do some drilling. But first and foremost, we need to go and engage with the uh, local communities and, and
1: get the social license. Yeah big. That's a really important thing you just said yes. there, right? You know, and, doing, and doing business in UConn U- is a big mining um, province, obviously, but you got to do things the right way for
0: sure. Oh, you absolutely have to. There, in, in the Yukon, uh, much like Ontario, you really have to be proactive with engagement. And if, if you don't do that, you may as well just go home. So our, our objective this year is really to focus in on, on that
1: side of things to be able to uh, do what we want to do next year. So you're now sitting on three quite big Projects potentially, in terms of Potential. land package and, and the grades, the historic data suggests and your, your drilling suggests that these are, you know, meaningful. Oh,
0: right? Well, yeah, the Yukon project you know, has a historic resource from
1: 1968 of 400,000 tons at about 1.6% yeah. uh, nickel. Yeah. It's, it's not too shabby. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm not even going to ask you the next question, you're going to tell me it's an in-game decision, but in terms <laughs> of, you know, h- how you come up those projects, because they themselves could be companies in their own rights. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That's what we're dealing with.
0: Yeah. But we're just sitting in a time of the market where, as you pointed out earlier, capital is very hard to get if you can get it at all. So, there are opportunities to get assets that could be quite accretive. And if you can do it for next to no consideration, um, a cash consideration, we're pre- preserving our optionality with our cash balance and adding value to the company. And there's always, depending on how things move, uh, the opportunity that you could then roll out, a, spin out an asset you know, on a standalone basis if you've got a sufficient amount of uh, discovery success with it.
1: It's so, a, a, we're,
0: do, we're building optionality into the company focused in this green energy space. So, it feels like there's more coming down the line. That's what it feels like to me. Well, we're definitely looking. There's right. There's no question about it. We, we are looking. Uh, it, it's a bit of a relative valuation game. Everybody's share price has come off in mm. the last six months. There's no surprise there. But if, um, you know, ours didn't come off as much as somebody else's, maybe that's something I can now look at, which I wasn't able to look at uh, yeah. previously.
1: Right. So, are you sort of for… Uh, Japanese family obviously said basically, if you in times like this, if you stay busy and go where others fear to tread, when we come out the other side, Mm -hmm. exactly, Exactly. you'll be the last man standing. So, basically, so yeah, that's an interesting attitude.
0: No, I think that's right. These are the times where I think money is made. Yeah, it's not when the hot market. Everybody's making money when the hot market and things are going easy. But yeah. right now, if you can position yourself, play a little bit of chess, uh, and build your portfolio strategically, I think there's, a, there's very good opportunities
1: available. Exciting times. Well, look, appreciate the updates. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, stay, stay in touch about that, about the acquisition side of things. I think at the moment, let's just say some opportunities there. If you get them over the line, it could be quite nice when you come out. We all come out the other side. Exactly. Thank you.